0: This is The Recap, a weekly reflection on the sermons of Fellowship Baptist Church in Mainville, Ohio, seeking to help you make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. I'm your host this week, Ryan Land, and I'm here with the preacher of this week's sermon, Brent Wilson. Brent, welcome back. Good to be back, Ryan. Uh, a brief a brief hiatus. Um, I almost stopped mid-intro because I was like, a weekly reflection, it's like... Sometimes so <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we're not in the middle of construction yeah, when, and I'm when uh,
0: hanging drywall.
1: Yeah. And there's not construction
0: projects is weekly. So um, we, we, we try to get it done weekly as, as best we can. But uh, if you're listening, we're, we're glad you, you stuck with us through the, the, the silence of the last, the last <laughs> few weeks. Um, Brent, any, any, uh, any Super Bowl, uh reactions, thoughts, boo, uh, boo. <laughs> here we are again. Uh, I, I you pointed this out to me. Uh, about their their celebr the the chief
1: celebration at the end of the game, that they, uh, they or the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. Like they're 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 already thinking about winning the next one, and not even enjoying the one they won. Yeah,
0: so I I thought that was I thought that was interesting, and um, I hope they lose. I hope they don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> that's not going to happen in <laughs> the easiest division in in <laughs> in professional football. Uh, any any standout any standout commercials? Oh. Well,
1: I'm excited about Wicked. Oh yeah, the Wicked movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Broadway heads unite. Wicked movie. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What about you? My
0: favorite one was the uh, State Farm commercial with Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, saying yeah. "Neighbor." That was funny. Like a good neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. It's like it's what it says right there on the paper. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Was uh, well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do a. Uh, it's like pressing fast forward. Uh, so don't don't listen to this episode on one point five or two speed because we're we're doing a lot. Uh, we're doing we're going to talk about tongues. We're going to talk about the gospel. We're going to talk about we got a hot top hot issue. I need like a sound effect. It's like like I don't know hot, hot. <laughs> it's like sizzling ah yes
1: hot topic. <laughs> um, but so let's let's start. Let's well, go well, back. We should tell them at the top what the hot topic is. So so stick around to catch so, at the end. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we're going to be we're going to be
0: talking and, and giving our thoughts on the. Uh, he, we're going to give get, our hot takes about this hot topic <laughs> on the the he gets us uh, Super Bowl commercial. We're not actually we don't actually have any hot takes. We just want to think biblically about you it. You don't know I might so, have a hot take. Uh, <laughs> I'll edit out the hot take. No, just kidding. Um, but we we want to we want to approach it. It's been a, a a lot of conversation about it in. Uh, the Christian world, and so uh, I want to want to think well uh, and engage with the topic well. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit at the end. So, but first, let's talk about uh,
1: tongues. We did uh, tongues a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, so so in you've got chapter twelve where. Yeah. The idea of spiritual gifts is introduced, kind of yep. lays that out a little bit, talks about that one body, many parts, one body, all that stuff. Yep. And tongues is mentioned a little bit in there. And then he goes to 13, and it's really all about love. It's like, hey, all these gifts are pointless unless you have love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but specifically, tongues at the beginning. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, at the beginning. If I, it, if I speak in tongues yeah, and yeah, I have not love, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then in 14, which, which we skipped, uh, he really just kind of goes into this long dealing with the gift of tongues and a little bit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so uh, I had two weeks left. I thought it was more valuable to, to spend two weeks in 15. Um, but I wanted to come back on here and talk about tongues a little bit from 14. Um, cause some people might be interested. So wanted to do that. So, go, go so, ahead. So, so go hit it. So, uh, so what is tongues? You know, if you, but
0: I just want you to know that if you start speaking in tongues, into you, your microphone, we gonna do? I'll freak out.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> now i want to just like pretend because it, it scares me <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me ask you this have you ever been to a church no. or experience you've nope. never
0: been around it no nope. i've only, only seen videos seen it online or in documentaries or things and it it actually makes my skin crawl now i i i don't mean this flippantly i don't and i don't i don't want to i i i i pause to even say this but you know how people talk about like sometimes they like go into a room or they go into a place or they go into a city and it's like, and I can just feel like the dark presence. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know that I've ever had that, Uh huh. but when I watch videos of people speaking in <laughs> tongues, sometimes it kind of makes me feel like that. I'm just like, Oh, this, this is something, something wrong yeah. is going on yeah. here. Like, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, uh.
1: Yeah. so anyway, and and, and- what i so let me let me say it. So I have been around it a little bit, like particularly when I was a little bit younger, like 12, 13, 14 years old. I had a friend who was in a um uh whatever denomination it was, but Pentecostal, it, it was, but it was like a oneness Pentecostal, and oh, okay. kind of the trinity, yeah, yeah. but uh uh and so there was a lot of speaking in tongues and stuff going uh-huh. on with there. Uh, in college, we did one time for fun for kicks and giggles, went to a um a church service where there was a lot of that. Um, we were really just going to be entertained.
0: Hope, hope that's what your kids do for fun when they go to college <laughs> parents out there that they just want to go watch people in Pentecostal churches speak in <laughs> tongues.
1: It was a guest speaker. It was, I can't remember who it was, but we were going to just be entertained by his craziness. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I've been around a little bit. Um, and I, I, I think the reason that you feel that darkness that you're talking about when you watch it. And I think the reason a lot of people I know of who kind of grew up in that or around that have now left that or have left it in the dust uh, is because they look at it and they think this is really disingenuous and mm-hmm. I spoke in tongues with these people and I, I was just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. I was just saying words and, and all that. And, and, okay. So why is that a reality? And as it seems so crazy and so weird and dysfunctional. And why is it in the Bible, and why does it seem like such a good thing? If you read chapter mm-hmm. 14, uh, Paul is making this point. Like, he he is giving some rules around it, uh, but he says it's a really good thing. And so so how should we think about it? Well, I think part of the problem is, is what we do today in Assemblies of God, Pentecostal-type churches, is very different from what Paul is talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, so some, some, in fourteen he gives the instructions. For example, of like, hey, if anyone's going to do this, two, no more than three at a time can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to a, a Pentecostal church, everybody and the brothers doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I read that also I thought was really fascinating was um, in the previous chapter that I preached on, in, in chapter thirteen he says, if you speak in the tongues of angels and have not love, you're sounding you're a clanging gong. Well. Yeah. People have taken that to think... If I
0: speak in the tongues of men and of angels, I yeah, yeah, yeah. think is what... You're yeah.
1: Saying. But it's like people have taken that to say, oh, that means people can speak in this angelic tongue. Yeah, yeah. And one uh, one commentator I read talked about how Paul is saying that hyperbolically. Yeah, it's, it's, as a, if it's a rhetorical point. Yeah, it's, it doesn't mean that this thing exists, mm-hmm. an angelic tongue. Uh, it, he's just saying, if you could do this, yeah, but you didn't love it, as, it wouldn't and, matter. And imagine how beautiful and... Yeah.
0: And you know, amazing it would be if you could speak in the language of angels. If you you did it without
1: love, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It's like, yeah, it's a it's a it's a comparison, right? right? And then he goes on to say, but every time we see angels, they speak our language. Mm -hmm. So we don't even have a reason to believe that they have their own tongue. (laughs) Um, and so don't think that actually exists. People talk about like a private prayer language where they're speaking in this angelic tongue. Mm The quote both that passage Mm -hmm. and Romans eight that talks Mm -hmm. about, you know. Uh, groanings too deep for words. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't think that's what, it, I don't think that's an angelic tongue. I think that is heartbreak. Like yeah. you are wailing and crying because of yeah. maybe some tragedy and Romans 8 is saying that the Holy Spirit is interpreting your groans mm-hmm. and praying on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that's what tongues is. I don't think what yeah. we're doing today is what biblically tongues is. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, okay, what is it? Um, well, I think it's exactly what we see in Acts chapter two. Mm-hmm. Peter, goes and he preaches to 2,000 or 3,000 people um, and they all hear in their own language. Yeah. And Peter is either aware that's happening or unaware that's happening. He's just preaching in mm-hmm. one language, whatever it is. Yeah. And everyone hears it. I think that's what's happening. Uh, in chapter 14, he talks about how the gift of tongues is particularly a uh, an evidence or um, a sign to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. And and well, how would how would it be assigned to unbelievers? Well, it would be if you're in this very multicultural world, people from all over the place, always moving around. They speak all kinds of different languages. And if somebody, somebody from who knows where came to your church and all of a sudden this Jewish dude or this Greek dude is speaking in the Assyrian tongue or whatever, yeah, yeah. They're like, How the heck is this guy speaking my language? Mm-hmm. He's not actually, he's either, yeah. he's just speaking his language or, uh, this commentator said it could be possible that you don't know this language and all of a sudden you're trying to preach the gospel and it just starts coming out of your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Like you, like, it's like, I go to Mexico today and I don't know Spanish and I'm trying to share the gospel and all of a sudden I start speaking Spanish mm-hmm. and this person understands what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think that is very much possibly, uh, still, still true. Mm-hmm. I think it's what tongues is. I think it's a missionary gift. Yeah. Where, and it's a sign to unbelievers that uh, God wants to get the gospel to somebody. I don't know their language. He's going to empower me to either speak that language or speak in my language, and they hear it in their language. Yeah. Uh, either one or, or one of the other. I'm not sure. Yeah. And so what we see today uh, in, in, in America, in mm. Pentecostal churches, I think is made up hogwash. Yeah, yeah, I think what Paul is talking about is a special gift that God gives to do evangelism and missions. Mm. So that's my my thoughts. You got anything to add to that? Um,
0: No, I just think, so it's like, it's important, I think, to think there's like, there's almost like four different camps you can be in here. And so it's like to the far, um, to far one side, you've got angelic language, people, you know,
1: saying, I want to buy a Hyundai. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, now we got to explain that. So <laughs> someone, someone told me one time that if you, if you ever go to the search and you need to speak in tongues, you just say, I want to buy a Honda really oh, I fast thought it was Hyundai. Or, or either one. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy a Hyundai really fast. And it sounds like you're speaking. So I want to buy a Hyundai. What about Hyundai? Then you're speaking yeah, in yeah. tongues.
0: Um, It's like, it's like when you lip sync and you just say watermelon, you just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. But but so you've got that camp that that's kind of into that, and we're we're gonna we're, I think we're gonna say we're gonna reject that sort of notion, right? That yep. There's this angelic language, but then you've kind of got this this uh, you know this camp that that I, I don't know that you would go this far, uh, but it's like that this uh, it's it's a interpretate it's an interpretation between two human languages, three human languages, four human languages, whatever, and it's like a common practice among those who have the Holy Spirit, who have received the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so I think people think it happened. Like there's a there's, a, there's a, uh, a a sect of people that mm-hmm. believe that it's probably more common than we would think, me and you would think. Yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. would actually
1: go as far as to say, if you don't do it, you're not saved. Right. And, it and is so, would that fir- so would faith. that first group. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is like a little, they're off the angelic thing. Uh, but the reason that's a hard camp to be in and why you don't find many people like that is because it doesn't happen very often. Uh, like I spoke Spanish and you understood Spanish, like mm-hmm. this doesn't happen. That's why they kind of go off into the angelic yeah. language world. because yeah. we can be like, yeah, I understood. I inter I can interpret all yeah. this Um, But then you've got kind of this, this position where it's like, it can happen. It's human languages, but it's, it's, it's mostly a, like a missionary gift. It's going to happen mm-hmm. in extreme circumstances where the gospel is not, you know, uh, been heard or understood available. or it's not available. yeah, and then there's sort of like the last camp that's like this doesn't happen. the cessationist camp yeah, this 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 um it has ceased yeah, this there's a, a, a I can't say the word apostle a, apostolic apostolic that's what that's yeah. what it is. an apostolic gift um that ceased with the apostles, yeah. right after the apostolic age of of the first century or the the first generation mm-hmm. church this ceased to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, kind of re- rejecting that far camp of angelic tongues but I think anywhere sort of within that well if unless you say it's a it's a uh, a sign that you're saved. Yeah I think those other you the, reject the two that. on the other
1: end are acceptable. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are people in our church that think this happens on the mission field all the time or more commonly than I yeah. would even or you would even yeah. be uh, willing to say and I think there are other people that would say no this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, that, that's ended and I think I think that's um I think that's that's uh, I think that's both those positions are fair. Yeah. Um, So what is then when we think about fourteen? What is Paul's like big idea when he's talking about tongues? Is it
1: is it specifically about a theology of tongues? Like what's he trying to do? His big idea really is that I'm going to misquote this, but he basically says, "I would rather speak a thousand words of prophecy than five words in tongues." His point is Mm. the whole point of tongues is to communicate something, Mm -hmm. and so if if nothing, and it's actually this really fascinating thing about the, the mind and, mm-hmm. and being able to communicate and hear and learn and understand things is so much more important than experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and he actually uses music as an example one time. Uh, and, and it's like, hey, our music shouldn't just be experiential. It should be engaging in the mind. I thought that was mm-hmm. really fascinating there. And, and so I think that's his point. It's that, look, whatever you're doing in church, it has to communicate truth. And if people can't understand what's going on because everybody's speaking different languages, mm-hmm. That's chaos and that's not edifying anyone. Mm -hmm. The point of tongues is to build up unbelievers who are there to hear where they can't be heard. He says, but for the church, the sign, the gift is prophecy Mm -hmm. is preaching. Uh, And that's, so. so it really is like, that's what we should be doing. People need to be understanding. So what do you think about holy laughter? Oh my God. That's a whole, that's not even a thing.
0: What about, what about those churches where people act like farm animals when they're filled with the spirit? It's on YouTube. Look it up. It's on YouTube. People crazy. Uh, All right. Well, let's move into 15 uh, where we, where we actually actually were this week. Um, And let's talk, you know, let's, let's just take it. Let's take it to square one, baby. Let's take it to the root. Let's talk about the gospel. Um, So, Uh, We obviously this, we talk about this a lot. We think this is super important. Right. Uh, And, and one thing that I think is really good about our D group book we're reading is uh, the importance of the gospel as something we do and remember and reflect on every day. Right. It's not the initial one and done. Yeah. It's not the doorway into the Christian life. It is the Christian life. Yeah. Um, And so uh, you know, Talk about your kind of order you gave mm-hmm. uh, for, for what the gospel is. Well, first, do you remember? Uh, have you written down the, the definition that
1: you gave on Sunday? I mean, uh, I know it. You know it by heart? Pretty much. Pretty okay. close.
0: Pretty close. I so, mean,
1: yeah, so the gospel is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, it's the it's historical not, event, it's, it's not, the good news of what Jesus has done. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's not the Bible. No. The Bible conveys the gospel to us. Right? There are
1: books in the Bible called the Gospels.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because they're conveying the good news of Jesus' yeah. life, death, and resurrection. Yeah. Um and and so it's not the gospel, it's not, it's not
1: you it's know, not
0: it's, truth. And it's not our it's not even the gospel is not our salvific experience.
1: Right. right. So it can't be I'm asking Jesus into my heart, because that's yeah, my yeah. response. Yeah. yeah. Like that the gospel
0: is the thing that happened, Yeah. yeah. Right. it's it, or the it's the
1: proclamation of of the victory the, that jesus has through yeah. his life death burial and resurrection yeah
0: yeah and so i think i think that's super and it's just and, like, and the
1: other thing people say sometimes and i don't know i wish i knew like the historical root of this is people say uh, that's the gospel truth right about random things like man bingos are going to kill it this year boy that ain't that the gospel truth yeah i think it's just like means it's true truth <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true like truth. The gospel's
0: true and it's the gospel <laughs> truth um Cause my like that's like a old like old preachers used to say that yeah 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 that's the gospel truth um yeah I don't know I I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to to see where that kind of originated and so I, it's this word we throw around a lot yeah and because we throw it around a lot that we've actually confused the meaning mm-hmm. rather than make it more clear right we talk about gospel music right right and it's like we have an idea of what that is but but it it's connected to so many other things yeah. that it muddies the water about what, what Okay, we what's what actually is the gospel? Um, so okay, go go to your go to your order. Right, that, that yeah. Paul and, the, gives and, the, and, here. and so
1: this is Paul's order, and and so it just was really clear. And and, and so talking about gospel essentials, and these these are not the gospel, but they're things that are essentially kind of connected to it uh, that we've got to understand, or we'll get the gospel wrong, we'll apply it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the gospel's got to be spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost told the story about Al Mohler, the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, but I've told it before, so I didn't tell it. But do you remember that story? No. So Moeller is preaching at a uh, some church, big church, and the, it's one of those churches where the choir is sitting behind you while he's mm-hmm. preaching. And uh, during the service, a guy like has a heart attack, and uh, you know EMS comes in. People people get him, take him out. You know they're working on him, or whatever. Well that one of the doctors that was working on him opens the back door, makes eye contact with Moeller while he's preaching, and he gives them the like the safe signal, like the like he t- does his hands like in the safe signal back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh and Moeller interprets that as he's dead. He died. He died. But the doctor was communicating. safe. He's safe. He's good. Safe. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but he thought he was saying, like, no. Yeah, he thought he was saying he's dead. Oh my God. <laughs> and gosh. so the wife of the doctor is sitting behind Mueller in the crowd. Okay. And um, uh, turn me around the story. Like they get into the car and uh, her, some yeah they get in the car and, and she's like, you are the most callous, mean, uncaring man in the world. This man died and you just, I can't remember. It's like he kept preaching or something. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it was Mary Muller. That's what it was. It was uh, Mueller's okay. wife. And she was like, how could you just keep preaching when this man died? You didn't stop and pray for him or let people mm-hmm. know or nothing. Uh, and Moeller was like, wait, this means this he means died? he died. I thought this meant he was safe or whatever. And she <laughs> thought it. And so they had mixed it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. mixed signals. And so the whole idea was: signals, signs, don't communicate unless you know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, when Eli, the use example I use, when yeah, Eli, yeah. my son, puts his hands on his head making it a crown king's it's, like, it's king's island but if you don't know that <laughs> yeah that's not asl yeah uh and so uh you don't know what that means and so the gospel has to be communicated with words and so yeah if me and you go hang out at bars and we don't drink and just talk to people no one's looking at us going Man, I need I need to get saved, <laughs> you know. Or uh, it's like I'm just being nice to people and yeah, you know, yeah. down the hall in the hallway at school, or you yeah, know, or like boy. we don't we don't cuss like everyone else does yeah, at, yeah. at work, and so people, are, man, I need Jesus. Yeah, it's like that might people make people raise their eyebrows, like mm-hmm. well, what's different about that? May
0: may, may even, may even uh, initiate a conversation, perhaps. Yeah, but it's
1: not going to save them. No, All and right. so you have to get to the life, mm-hmm. the death the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to those things, no one can be saved. Yeah. So the gospel has to be spoken. It's, it's funny. You, uh, you, you you talked
0: about, you didn't, you didn't give this guy's name, which I'm glad because he didn't say it. But the person that um, is commonly attributed, to if, if, uh, preach the gospel if nec- always, if necessary, use words. Yeah. It's commonly attributed to a guy named St. Francis of Assisi who, um, who... You have a picture of him in your office. I you have a picture of him in my office. He's a monk in the eleventh, 12th century, and um, there's no evidence that he ever said that. Mm -hmm. And it's highly suspect that he did ever say that because he would write about how in the mornings he would wake up and he would go outside to his garden and he would preach the gospel in words to the birds and the bees and the animals that were flying and and, uh, pollinating his garden and, um, you know, uh in in like digging holes yeah. and he would go out and he would preach to to nature, yeah, and so it's like this <laughs> this guy is preaching the gospel in words to things that can't even understand the words,
1: <laughs> so you'd think he'd be a preacher' so like i
0: I don't think he said, yeah, uh, if necessary, use words he seemed like a guy who was pretty pretty committed good. to the to the words the verbal gospel <laughs> message yeah. uh and so um yeah, I, th- I think I think it's uh I think it's a it's a silly saying. I think I think the heart behind it is
1: probably right. But
0: um, yeah, what what people are
1: trying to say in that in that phrase, share the gospel when necessary, use words, is that your life should communicate that there's something different about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is true. Which is true. Uh, it's you know in, in our language we talk about um, the gospel proclaimed, understood, and practiced. Right, the yeah, gospel yeah. should be practiced. Yeah. Um, but it, then it has to be proclaimed. Your head, and understood. heart, hands. Right, it affects yeah. your hands. Yeah, So it's got to be be spoken, spoken. and then it's got to be received. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your parents can't believe it for you. Your siblings Mm -hmm. can't believe it for you. Um, You can't just believe in God. There's Mm -hmm. this notion. It's hard for me to even put language around this, but there's this idea that as an American, it's becoming less true, but... Uh, for, for older listeners, particularly, like as an American, there's this idea that, oh, yeah, we're a Christian nation. And so, mm-hmm. me, by proxy of being an American and believing in God, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I was, like, I was raised in America. I was, we went to church. Yeah, I, I went I to BBS. Yeah. But it's like you have to receive the gospel. You've got okay. to make a decision, a response. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who wrote that little black nine marks book, The Gospel, when he mm-hmm. talks about, you know, the gospel is uh, Greg Gilbert. Greg Gilbert. He talks about, uh, you know, the gospel is God. Christ man response yeah you know, God is holy uh man is sinful Christ saved us but then response it's like well, the gospel comes with like you have to respond to it mm-hmm. it calls for a response and that response can be no yeah you- and 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 our natural posture is no yeah right like we want to
0: reject the gospel yeah, like, yeah. in our heart of hearts we don't want and we it do from birth other. like we we're we're, yeah.
1: we're we're born rejecting it and yeah. we have to have the heart change and the mind change to say no I'm gonna bow my knees to this. Yeah. So it's got to be received, mm-hmm. um, and then and then these kind of, we kind of talk about these together because they kind of go together. But the gospel, we stand in it, and, and it keeps saving us. And so mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to our D group book, right? That the gospel is not the one and done. It's not the the diving board that gets yeah. us into the it's pool. It's the pool. Yeah. Um, uh, the gospel sustains us, causes us to stand, it sanctifies us, uh, encourages us. Everything mm-hmm. that we do ever that we do in life. It, is connected to it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's our, like when our, I want to our, forgive somebody, mm-hmm. I got to remember the gospel. It gives me the power to forgive them. When I want right. to fight my sin, I remember the gospel mm-hmm. and I find my sin. When I want to love well, I remember the gospel mm-hmm. to love well. It's like it's connected yeah. to everything. When I want to read my Bible in the morning and I, like, yeah. I feel unmotivated. Or when I want to pray, or what, what do I pray for? Or how do I pray? Yeah. Or, when I want to fight legalism, yeah. it's the gospel. When I want to fight uh, licentiousness that I can live however I want, it's the gospel. And so yeah. the yeah. Go- yeah. that's why we talk about around our church being rooted in the gospel because everything flows out of it. Mm-hmm. So we can go deeper. Yeah, that's what we're always going deeper into it. And so, um, uh, so this idea in our D group, D group book, preach the gospel to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's like people sometimes think, oh, you know, I needed the gospel when I got saved, but when I come to church, I don't need it. I want to go deeper or whatever. It's like, no, no, you've just had this difficult week, and you've sinned, you failed, you've fallen short, you got in a fight with your spouse, Mm -hmm. yelled at your kids, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like. What you need to be reminded of on Sunday morning isn't be better. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus loves you, Mm -hmm. therefore go be better. Yeah, yeah. It's the woman caught in adultery. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's great. I don't condemn you, therefore go sin no more. Mm -hmm. That order is really important. Not go sin no more and I'll love you right? I won't condemn you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the gospel enables us to stand and it continues to save us and sanctify us. Yeah, I
0: think one thing you talked about on Sunday that I talk about in youth a lot and is so helpful, I think, is... When we when we reflect on the gospel, when we think about the gospel, when we we understand the gospel more and more and more, and and you know it's like we we never come to this ultimate understanding of the gospel. It's too big for us to yeah to completely understand. But what it does is we see God as we we see the reality of who God is better mm-hmm. when we reflect on the gospel. And so you know you think of like the the a, a line going up right. We see god's holiness god's goodness god's graciousness god's mercy god's forgiveness all those things um so our view of god gets bigger and more beautiful and and better and what in turn is it makes us see reality our life and the life around us is more we we see it more completely and we see it more transparently and so and we realize that we're way more broken than we ever imagined and the world around us is more messed up and how every word every thought every action of our hands are 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 stained with sin and so you've got this uh, view of God going up this view of yourself going down and not in this like self-deprecating way like uh but just in this like this is just who I am way this is how fallen and broken and messed up I am and and it's like the gap between you and God gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and when you understand the gospel you see the work of Jesus as a, lot as, in your as life. a lot bigger a lot bigger in your yeah. life right yeah. and so so like when you were first saved you probably understood the saving you like you understood the saving work of Jesus yeah. you thought you needed this little cross <laughs> yeah and then what it turns out is after 50 years it's like the amount of sin the the pure holiness of God was so unreachable yeah like like there's no way I could have ever like I think sometimes you know you think when you're a young Christian you think like I maybe I could have been good enough, but right. I, I just like, there's someone out there who could have been, who could be good yeah. enough. I just messed up a lot. So yeah. I need Jesus, but there's some like good people out there who don't need him as yeah. much as I do. But what you understand, you know, as you, as you learn and grow and understand the gospel is like the gap is so much farther yeah, yeah, and so more unreachable than you could ever have imagined yeah, yeah.
1: 10 years ago, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago, 30 years and, ago. And two, I picture like, if you think about growing and the knowledge of the holiness of God as light, And It's like the more that you allow the light of the holiness of God to penetrate your life, Mm -hmm. well, light reveals things. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, before I could only see my right arm and I saw how bad it was, but now I got more light. It's like, oh, I can see everything. Mm -hmm. And I see all my faults. It's exposed me. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that makes me think about is like somebody who, you know, maybe is an older saint, but who is incredibly judgmental Mm -hmm. of people. Uh, What that shows me is that they're actually not very far along in their discipleship because they don't understand their own sin because someone yeah. who understands their own sin yeah. is like pretty quick to show mercy mm-hmm. and not quick to judge mm-hmm. and condemn
0: yeah for sure and the answer right for someone that's been following the lord for 50 years and has this streak of of legalism or judgmentalness or whatever yeah. in them it's like it's not a it's not like this highbrow theological, I got to go deeper issue. Like it's a, it's a gospel issue, Yeah, right? And every sin we face, every tendency we have is not answered with some, like, I got to go deeper. I got to understand the, the, the Greek of the, the, you know, the text, I got to understand the flow of the argument and all this stuff. It's like, it's like, that stuff's good and helpful, but to really just answer our sin and to motivate us to holiness is 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 the gospel message? Yeah. It's like we can do all those other good things, yeah. But what's gonna fix our what what fixes our hearts? What what makes us recognize our own sin is is the
1: gospel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, and, and so then you have this idea of gospel drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know, he has to remind them, <laughs> dude, I <laughs> you're tell a
0: story about boogie boarding yeah. and I could not, I like, <laughs> I have a similar story we were on vacation and my sister and my cousin were on this like blow up boat uh-huh. and I was like up, we were in a condo that like overlooked the beach and I was like up in our room uh-huh. and I remember like going out on the balcony <laughs> and I was like, look how far away Oh gosh. <laughs> my cousin and my, my sister are, and they had to get like a, a, uh, a paddle and like, and like come in, like they had to like, oh yeah, that's my, that's in. my literal nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, it was like, I can still so imagine like them, like they were talking or whatever and then yeah. looking up and being like,
1: where the heck are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I use the example of the YMCA address on their mission, mm, yeah, yeah. But he, he's talking to a church who knows the gospel because they've believed it and been our Christians and our mm-hmm. church, but he has to remind them mm-hmm. uh, because it's easy for us to think, Oh, that's the ABCs. We need, yeah, we yeah. need the XYZs. XYZs, um, <laughs> And it's like, no, 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 no. The ABCs morph into the D E F G H I J K L. Yeah. And so, uh yeah, like we just, we have to be rooted in it. Like every sermon's got to, it's gotta be, it's gotta be there. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the DNA of who we are. Lest we, and you see this in churches right you get the churches who are all about social mm-hmm. good yeah with yeah with no gospel um or you've got churches that are all about politics yeah or with or no like a, or like moral or moral therapy yeah, deism, right it's just yeah, like yeah. like hey we just we're just it's god and country or it's it's just be a good person it's like yeah. no the right. gospel is a center. behavior modification that's yeah. what i was thinking of, yeah, right yeah. So it's just like all about doing the right thing right it's like no 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 we're gospel people. We're yeah. broken people who need grace. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last thing is uh, this idea that Paul says, uh, "Unless you believed in vain." Mm-hmm. And Ryan and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand. And there's a couple of different ways you could take this. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on the one hand, uh, the way I was kind of looking at it was uh, he talks about believing in vain later and how uh, you can't do it because the resurrection is true, mm-hmm. uh, which we're gonna get in next week. But and and so it's like, hey, you can't have genuine keyword genuine mm-hmm. faith in vain. Uh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, but there is this other way to take it where uh, it's kind of this, uh, you know, Matthew, I can't think of the chapter, but where Jesus says, uh, many of you will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out demons in your name, do miracles in your name? Yeah, It's uh, yeah. a depart from me for I never knew you. Well, they believed mm-hmm. uh, in vain, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so they had non-genuine faith, mm-hmm. uh, a, f- a non-saving faith, a faith uh, in God, like we're talking about, but they never received the gospel, and so. or like
0: in Jesus, right? But not in the resurrection, right? Like they yeah, yeah, misunderstand yeah. the resurrection, right? yeah. yeah. So, but it's like even which the, is what which is what Paul goes on to yeah. to to say after that, right? It's like unless your faith is in vain, he's like, but I don't know why it would be because he appeared to Cephas, and he appeared to the twelve, and he appeared to five hundred people. Yeah. That you can go ask, and yeah. he appeared to me, and so it's like I don't know why you wouldn't believe in the resurrection,
1: the bodily right, right, resurrection, right. because. There's evidence for it. All this stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, But so there is this... Even the demons, they believe in Jesus. mm -hmm. They believe Jesus raised from the dead. Like, they've seen it. Uh, And they shudder. mm -hmm. They believe in a shudder, it says. And so that's why there's this important part about you have to receive the gospel. Yeah. Um, And so... Uh, you know, so a lot of arguments we could talk about back and forth mm-hmm. about that about mm-hmm. how you take that. Uh, both things are true. The question is, what is Paul? What mean? is Paul meaning right there? Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, uh, there's that. But anything else about the gospel? Um, man, I mean,
0: like so so much, right? <laughs> like uh, we could we could talk about. I think so many so many different things. Um, I, I really think the the D group book is going to be helpful in helping people. Yeah. Uh, think, oh, think about this. It's gonna be good. Uh, well, and so if you're not in a D group, you can go sign up for one. Do it. You'd be a little late. Do it. You'd be a little late, but I'm sure a group will take you. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, anything, anything else on uh, on your certain? It. It's time to 14, time 15? to sound
1: that hot topic
0: alarm. Woo woo. That was just my mouth. I was like, <laughs> I just made that with my. It's hot take time. All right. Uh, let me let me do a little setup here. Okay. And then, uh, so last year. In the Super Bowl, I think this was the first time these these advertisements oh, okay. appeared. Was last time in the Super Bowl, and it's it's a conglomerate of uh, Christian. I know groups. the Hobby Lobby
1: CEO helps fund it. Yeah,
0: and um, I think Ed Stetzer is okay. on maybe the board or, or some sort of steering kind of maybe okay. maybe not maybe but it's uh, someone like that. Um, yeah. And so it's like it's not it's not specifically Baptist, it's not specifically evangelical. Even uh, I think it's just like more Christian, right? Um, maybe not even Protestant. I yeah, don't, I don't very know.
1: broad Christian.
0: Yeah, very very broad strokes here. And so they they made this commercial two years ago. Uh, that that the the campaign is he he gets us. He being Jesus. So it's like and and I think the intention is is that Jesus understands us, right? Mm. Um, uh, I think some way you could under, like read it is that he receives us. I don't actually think that's what they're saying. Um, oh, gets yeah. like you like get he, a yeah, gift. Like yeah, you yeah. get a gift. I think there's a key like gets. Oh, us. I've never thought about it. That yeah. Way. I, I think some people get, think kind, kind get of, kinda think that's, okay. that's how, but I think the intention is that Jesus can understand us. Yeah. And so there's been, he gets us ads. Um, and I think maybe, in a Bible study or something, I'm not sure, okay. uh, throughout the last year. And then there was another ad this year. Uh, and it was essentially people washing, uh, other people's feet and the people whose feet were being washed were um people who are usually assumed to be ideologically opposed to Christianity. So there's one outside of an abortion clinic, right? And mm-hmm. she's washing the feet of someone outside of uh an abortion clinic. And so people are um there seemingly no one is happy with the the the, yeah. the the he gets us uh advertisement. There's been a lot of chatter online about, you know, Why'd they spend fourteen million dollars on? So, so the left is mad that yeah, they yeah. spent money. Fourteen million dollars on on two Super Bowl ads that were, uh, uh, I think, maybe forty five seconds in total. Yeah, uh, and then you've got other people that are mad because uh, it's not it's not the gospel message. They're 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 upset that it does not preach the gospel. And so, uh, what what what's your hot take on on the heat yeah. gets us? So um,
1: so, I want to help us. You know, kind of kind of. As if I step back as a pastor, it's like I want to help us be good thinkers about. That's things. not a hot take. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I got. I don't, I don't have a hot take, but I want to help us be good thinkers about things. And and this is a great a great test case. How do we think about stuff like this? Well, on the one hand, as Christians, we can either accept something. Hey, this is good. We're just going to accept it as is. Mm-hmm. We can say oh, we can redeem that thing. Like it's it's good. Its kernels are good. There's some things that are a little bad about it. We're gonna we but we can fix it and make it better. And we can point out and we can point out the th- good things yeah, about it. This while, is good while saying we can eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then we can, or there are things we can reject. There's nothing good about this. I mm-hmm. think uh, so that's a helpful paradigm to come into something like this. And then we just want to ask some questions. Yeah. First question is, okay, what is the intention of the people putting this ad on there? Yeah, yeah. Well, their intention is what I would call pre-evangelism. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to share the gospel
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they didn't. They didn't mm-hmm. even try to. And nor do I think
0: they think they are. No, 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 right, right. I don't, I don't think yeah. the intention of any of the creators and what I've seen on their website and stuff is that people see the ad and then like pray the sinner's prayer and right, have right, some right. understanding of their yeah. sin and of the gospel and of Jesus' life, sin. death, and resurrection and then they're saved.
1: Right, right, right. right. Like I don't I don't think that's yeah, right, their intention. They're doing pre... They're just trying to cause people to think about and start conversations about Jesus. Well, they did it. They did. And <laughs> uh, so, at least among Christians. Yeah, it's I probably, don't not, they... probably not the conversation they wanted, yeah. but... And so Maybe a is. pre-evangelism. Yeah. Okay. And then, which is, which, I th- uh, sorry,
0: yeah, let me, no. let me, let me go in. Which we all do yeah. when we have an evangelistic encounter, right? We don't just walk up to some, I mean, some people do this, right? Yeah. But, but usually not. They don't just walk up to someone and go, Jesus was born as a baby and you <laughs> have sin, And Jesus came yeah. into the world and put on human flesh and then died on the cross. And then was resurrected three days later so that he could save you from your sin. Do you want to believe in him? Um, it's like, no, you ask them questions. You you at least want to know their name. You at least want to know, do you know who Jesus is? Do, yeah, yeah. do you know? Do, yeah. Have you ever been to church? Right. It's like, so we all do this like pre evangelism. It's not some category we build in, relationships with yeah, people. Yeah. It's not some category we're inventing for sake right. of the
1: conversation. It's yeah. something everyone does yeah. when sharing the gospel. Absolutely. And so they're doing pre evangelism. So then the question is, uh, does the ad say anything untrue? Well, uh, they're saying, uh, you know, Jesus washed all kinds of people's feet. He hung out with a lot of kinds of people, mm-hmm. good, bad, ugly. People who were about to murder him. Yeah, yeah. So, which is true. Yeah. Jesus ate with. I mean, that's why people are mad at Jesus. The religious people are mad at Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Because he ate with tax collectors, tax collectors and sinners.
0: It's it's funny. Sorry. Let me let me yeah. let me let me cast the let me cast the the the, the vision here on this. Yeah. It's funny because it's this ad is almost like a like a bellwether of like where you sit theologically and it's funny because i think the scriptures kind of reject both categories yes because you have that reaction of people being upset like what why didn't they show this person getting their feet washed why didn't it show that person or you know whoever i theologically disagree with or i think people theologically disagree with or whatever or who i think of as my enemy or who they think of as their enemy or
1: jesus shouldn't be washing their feet
0: yeah yeah or why so so i think scripture pretty clearly like paint that's the pharisaical response yeah and so is saying like saying like well why didn't they do this or that you know it's saying um but then you also have the response of like he doesn't jesus doesn't get us right like 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 he doesn't just get us right there's all these other things he does which is true but i think scripture very clearly says he does get us yeah hebrews yeah, Hebrews 4, right? We do not have a great high priest who is not sympath- like He's a sympathetic he's, high priest. Yeah. Um, and he, so it's like, he knows what it's like to be tempted and tried. Uh, and and so. And even there's a third one. And you well, that's what I, that. I was going to say. It's like, then you got the people that say, uh, I can't believe they spent $15 million yeah. on the advertisements when they could have gone and built a, a homeless shelter or fed whoever. And it's like, it's like. <laughs> okay, the, Judas. I know, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like when the woman comes and washes Jesus's feet. Topical with the perfume and, yeah. and and Judas is like, Lord, we could have sold that perfume and and done great things with it or whatever. Gave and, it to the and, and Judas like or and Jesus like rejects that and says, No, what she did was honorable. Yeah. She honored the Lord with it. Yeah. And so I think what people say, Well, why'd they take out the money and and yeah. and to, to do this? It's like, I, I think we don't get to decide how people use their money to to right. glorify or or worship Jesus. And right. so um, I think those are all sort of incorrect, like, I think that we got to think biblically about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, does he get us? Yes. Hebrews says that. Yeah. Um, can we, should we be mad about the money aspect? No, I don't think so. Because I think, I think scripture speaks to that too. Yeah. Um, I think you could say like, is it wise? But I don't think you should say it's like, it's sinful it's or
1: bad. um great. And so... And then, and then does it say anything untrue about Jesus? Yeah. Um, you know, for the so the tagline, the punchline in this thing was, Jesus didn't teach hate. Well, is that true? Did Jesus teach hate? Oh! No, of course not. He said to love your enemies. Yeah. He didn't teach hate. Well, yeah. Lord,
0: how do I inherit the kingdom? It's like, <laughs> what did the scriptures say? Yeah. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your
1: heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right.
0: The second is like it.
1: Love your neighbor right. as yourself. Right. So I think if you come at it with all of that and, and, and you answer the well, like we did biblically. So, yeah. And so, so I think what's really
0: important about this, like kind of about this conversation is that it's like, you've got to, this is something totally, I mean, it's not totally uh, outside of the Bible, where right? It's talking about Jesus, but it's like, you got to, you got to create a, a rubric in your head, right? A net in your head mm-hmm. to push these things through, to think about them, not just what I think, not just what my tribe thinks, not just what the, all the influencers I follow. Not on my social gut media. reaction. Yeah, yeah, like not my. Because uh, actually, this is hilarious. Uh, my gut reaction to this to this uh-huh. ad was like I literally said to Matthew Troll, who's sitting next to me during the Super Bowl, I said, "I'm glad they spent seven million dollars on this when they could have, you know, done something helpful." <laughs> that was my gut reaction. Yeah, and then it's like
1: that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Um. So. And so, so then I think you can come at this and say, okay, hey, you know what? They haven't said anything wrong. They're doing pre-evangelism. That's their goal. Uh, it doesn't say anything untrue. And then you can say, okay, but is this the best methodology, the best strategy? Mm-hmm. And you might look at that and go, no. I think you could use $7 million and create an ad that, you know, there's a counter ad that people have put out. Yeah, yeah. And, and you might think that ad's better because it does direct evangelism. You can think. Well, it. it doesn't. Well, I haven't seen it. I haven't even watched it. It doesn't do direct evangelism. Okay.
0: Like which is hilarious because people think this counter ad is like preaching the gospel, but it doesn't have anything. It talks just about people who were living in sin and oh, now okay, they're not right, living in sin. Okay. But I don't know how. Like it doesn't say how they changed yeah, or what changed. It, it doesn't them. actually share the gospel. Um, I, I haven't so, watched it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but you, but you could say, hey, this is a better ad. But I, like, but you it, can have that opinion. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's a good like if that had been in the Super Bowl, would have been good too. Right. A right. lot of people
1: would have been really ticked off about it. Yeah. But that's okay because a lot of people are ticked off about this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, you can think that there's a better ad without mm-hmm. thinking that this ad is the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then the other thing is like... The, you the can, ad is not Jesus. It cannot be all things to yeah. all people. And if the ad said something untrue about Jesus, then we could be mad. If, mm-hmm. it, if it said, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, uh, Jesus didn't die on the cross. Yeah. We should be mad about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Because um, it's untrue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I, could, I think you can say is you can look at it and say, okay, I think maybe the tagline, the punchline, uh, is tr- is is true technically, but culturally unhelpful. You could look at it and say Jesus didn't mm-hmm. teach hate, but I know when, particularly people on the left, hear that, what they hear is, oh, that means it's acceptable to be mm-hmm. uh, homosexual or trans or mm-hmm. having an abortion, whatever. But if you go on their website, sure, 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 and sure, you yeah. go to the FAQ about what it says about LGBTQ yeah.
0: issues. They hold to biblical sexual ethic, right, biblical right, right. issues of gender. Right, right. Um, I'm saying,
1: but like, just in, so the, in, but the
0: assumption is wrong, right? Sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. But it's like you could think, hey, that's probably people it's a little, are going go to go. It's a
0: little squishy, yeah. Right?
1: yeah, yeah. You I'm could saying, say it's, it's it's vague, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable yeah. to say, hey, I understand what they're saying, but people could take it wrongly, mm-hmm. and so we could say, hey, I think you could communicate more clearly. Mm-hmm. Like that's an okay response, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's what's irritating is just like that vitriol and anger mm-hmm. over something that isn't untrue is trying to do pre evangelism. Um, and it's like, maybe you disagree. Like maybe you think that you communicate a little better. Maybe you think it's not the best strategy, but like those, those reasons shouldn't cause your vehement anger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think especially a disproportionate response a disproportionate. Yeah. 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 And, and I think especially in a time where we're obsessed, specifically Christian subculture is obsessed with this notion of, of you know, the the agenda of the left in our movies and in our uh, TV and in our you know which which is is true, uh, like obviously there are like cultural forces that are trying to influence the way we think about sexuality and gender yeah, yeah. through television and pop culture and movies, but then once you have the most watched event of the year. Uh-huh. And you have an advertisement that actually just only says true things about Jesus. And may, even though it may not be the way you have wanted them to have been said or would have said them, all we can muster up is arguing about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like <laughs> we're, we're upset that the media is not Christian enough, but none of us can agree on what it means for pop culture or media to be Christian. Or, yeah. to be Christian. And so I think you know, in a way, we're gonna to have to have a little bit of a big tent here, uh, to to be able to say like, hey, I wouldn't have said it that way, or I wouldn't have set it up that way, or I wouldn't have done this thing that way. Yeah. But at its core, I think I think it's trying to draw people closer to Jesus.
1: Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. yeah. Do you, let me ask you this: Do you think uh, in our very like heightened emotional, angry culture right now, that some people are just against it because they think? it's not their team that they think mm-hmm. that the people putting out this ad mm-hmm. are like liberals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they are or not. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea who's about who's behind mm-hmm. it, but they think they're liberals. And because it kind of, or that, it kind of, kind of, it feels like it leans that way a little bit. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just have to be against it because that's who they
0: are. Yeah. And, and I think maybe, and not even that they, I, they think they're liberals. I think maybe you could have watched the ad and been like, Oh, that was pretty interesting. or that was good. Or that was like, that was beautiful talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Talk about washing feet. Um, And then you get online and the influencers and the, the, the rage click people that are, you know, yeah. the algorithm, the stuff that's getting traction is framing it as liberal or as leftist or as ultra conservative and hateful. Yeah. It's like, cause that's what the algorithm is going to feed us Yeah, is the, the more extreme, like the extreme view. Right. And so then our 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 thoughts get shaped by what we read on our screens more than the the actual ad itself. Yeah. Um, and so I I think I think that's unhelpful too because I think your knee jerk reaction would be like that was good and then you get on and all your your influencers that you follow or uh, the Twitter accounts you follow or the news articles that are being pushed to you on your feed say woke Jesus ad on yeah, Super Bowl yeah. or whatever and so then you're like. Yeah, it was woke. Yeah. Or like yeah. yeah, it it was hateful. Yeah, it
1: was interrupted. And we yeah. get in the echo chamber. Yeah. So here's yeah. my hot take. Okay. I think S- I think that this, and I don't know if you call it politics or not, but this political ideological movement in our country, uh, that's dividing us with all the anger, hate, da 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 is the doler as in it's doled our sharpness. It's mm-hmm. doled our sharp thinking ability to look at something like this and all kinds of other things and to think about them well. Mm -hmm. It has forced us and Christians particularly to check our brains at the door and just agree with our side or our party Mm -hmm. or our people. And we're not, we're not good thinkers anymore. Mm -hmm. And And I think that's the real tragedy.
0: and And I think we're scared to, to
1: like push back against.
0: Yeah. To be the odd man out. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, no one wants to be the odd man out. And so it's like, if your take is a little bit more nuanced or a little bit different or a little bit more understanding or a little bit more, you know, if, yeah. when it comes to a different issue, more, more yeah. uh, biblical or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. But everyone else is kind of saying like, no, but this is good actually. Yeah. Then, then. So I, you're, you're more, you're more prone to be like, yeah, okay. I can, I can get on board with it being good or yeah, yeah. I can, I can rail against it. Yeah. Because that's what all my people are doing. So I don't want to open this whole can of worms. We ain't got time for this. But um, uh, what, what's Wait, f- can I give my hot take about the ad? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the hot take alarm. Here's my, here's, my, here's, my, here's my hot take about the ad. Um, telling people that Jesus loves them and understands them is good.
1: That's a hot take. That's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, our Scottish friend up in Cleveland. Oh, no. What's his name? I can't... It just left me. We're doing this? No, no, we're not opening the can of worms. I just want to quote him. Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg got in some hot water over some advice he gave to a grandmother about whether or not she should go to a a transgender wedding. Okay, wait. I got to cut in here.
0: Weddings can't be transgender. I I know. It's the wedding of someone who is (laughs) transgender. I'm
1: trying not to, I don't want to go into that issue, but, but people were all mad at Alistair for his, his advice about this, whether he's right or wrong or indifferent, that's time for another podcast. But, but Alistair, I think also spoke into our American culture. He's, he's from across the pond. He's from Scotland or England or something. I think he's from Scotland. Um, but he talked about I think it's how, one of one of those countries inside one that of, of that those country. countries in that country. Um, he talked about how back home there's a there's a lot of room for nuance.
0: Yeah, here's I think I can remember the quote off the okay. top of my head. I think he said, um, "I didn't grow up in American evangelicalism, or no, I didn't. I didn't grow up in. I grew up in British evangelicalism, not American fundamentalism. So I have room for nuance.
1: Yeah." And, and I think he's right. In a lot of our disagreements and arguments, it's like it is, we want to make everything really black and white when mm-hmm. in reality, things can be really... There are black yeah. and white things to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of gray and a lot of nuance and a lot of like, mm, yeah, this is hard. I don't know. This is tricky. This is close. It's it's, it's And there's a lot of nuance. And it's mm-hmm. like, guys, like let's get back to being a nuanced people.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think with nuance comes the wisdom or the thoughtfulness to think, do I have to say something? <laughs> is this a big enough issue? Yeah. Is this a, that I have to say something? We
1: should all take Tim Keller's um, approach. Because what is Tim Keller's approach? Well, he said until he was 50 years old, he had nothing to say. He didn't write his first book till he was 50 because he, he had nothing to say. Yeah. He didn't know and, enough. And so
0: I think like, let's save our, 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 our social media posts. Let's save our blog posts Let's save our think pieces in Christian magazines for the things that matter. Yeah. Right. And let's divide and be upset with each other over the things that matter. Yep. And and let's recognize where there's nuance and where there's gray issues and where there's room to disagree. And let's be able to charitably say, I don't see it that way, but I love you. And we're we're striving towards being obedient and faithful to Jesus together, uh, even though the way we do it might be a little bit different. Yep. Uh, and yes. so we can unite, and we don't have to be mad. Uh, here, here. And and we don't have to be, you know, saying <laughs> like Martin Luther only said, "Here I stand, I can do no other," after being pressed several times about uh, justification by faith alone. Yeah. But I think we like to say, here I stand, I can do no other about everything. (laughs) Right, right, for sure. So it's like, we don't have to do that. Nope. Let's be known what we're for, not always what we're against. Yeah, that's great. That's a great word. All right, well, thanks for joining us for the Hot Take Recap. We hope this conversation has encouraged you to keep striving to make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. If you aren't part of our church family, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday morning. We gather for worship at 1030 a.m. For more information, you can always go to myfellowship.church. Thanks for listening. Be blessed.